We're making our Monday minicast available everywhere. That's right. You can now hear both our Monday and Wednesday shows for free each week for the rest of the football season. Just follow us on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to hear the Tom and Hawk football show every Monday and Wednesday for free. Coming up on today's show, we talk NFL playoffs. Was that really the Arizona Cardinals that showed up? Was it was it a peewee football team like dressed up as the Cardinals in their unis? I mean. And we talk a bunch of quarterbacks. But dude, at the end of the day, you want a guy with the it factor and Burrow has it. With our special guest for today on the Bruce Gradkowski award-winning edition of the Tom and Hawk Football Show. Let's get into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the world-famous Tom and Hawk football show. I'm Andrew Hawkins, but my humblest of co-hosts that you're used to hearing, Joe Thomas, he is not in today for the show. Contrary to his football career where he never missed a snap, he has no problem missing snaps in his media career. So he's decided to go on vacation somewhere. So I went and called the best backup on planet Earth to come fill in for my guy, Joe Thomas. And then Tyler Huntley said he was busy. And so I called <laughs> one of my dearest friends, Bruce Gradkowski, 11-year NFL vet or 12? How many years is it, Bruce? 11, my man. 11-year NFL vet. We're going to count the IR year. You got to count all the years. You got to count the IR. You got to count them. Absolutely. Man, how about Joe Thomas? He took, he took a vacation. What is up with that? He doesn't miss a snap of football, and now he's, he's taking his media career lightly. I mean... But look, I, I, I actually mean, think, Hawk, you just upgraded this show. You know, a guy that was part of the Browns. I mean, I probably could have played left tackle during the Joe era stage with the Browns. So if you played left tackle, they wouldn't have had any less losses, <laughs> any less wins. Yeah. I don't know. It wouldn't have been wouldn't have been much different. I might have died during the process, but <laughs> yeah, you're right. I We might have actually got another win. You played quarterback for him and you still almost died in the process. So Bruce played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The St. Louis Rams, uh, the Oakland Raiders, the Cleveland Browns, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Did I get them all? Yes, sir. You got it. You nailed it. You even threw the Rams in there. That was like See? truly a cup of coffee. I mean, I was there for training camp before <laughs> Scott Linehan was like, yeah, you know, you got what it takes, but uh, we're going to go in a different direction. Well, yeah, Coach, I must not have what it takes. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you have what it takes. Just not what it takes here in St. Louis. Yeah. Um, and that was all off memory, too. That wasn't – I'm not looking at a sheet or nothing. I just remembered all the teams you played for. Because if you don't know, me and Bruce played football together at Toledo. We were also roommates. We were also teammates in the NFL. As a matter of fact, when I was a young player thinking I was going to get cut every day, I didn't get a place, and he would let me crash in his guest room, and he and his wife, Miranda – would cook me dinner and treat me like I was their oldest son. So, well, dear friend of mine, Bruce. Thanks, brother. It's good to be on. Well, you still owe me what, like three hundred bucks uh, plus interest. Yes. Uh, you know, I'd say probably a thousand <laughs> now for giving you the bed at Toledo. When I left Toledo, when I left Toledo, Hawk, you're like, man, this dude's in the NFL. He doesn't need the money. He doesn't need a bed, <laughs> bro. Let me just get your bed. Okay, cool. You can have it. <laughs> I'm gonna pay you for that bed. It's just it's taking me a little bit of time to, uh, to 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 get the money up. So Joe's out. Joe has been trolling Steeler fans on the internet, apparently. That's what he does on vacation. He said, congratulations, Steelers, for your participation trophy in the playoffs. I think it's up to like 5,000 tweets. 2,000 of them <laughs> are tweets with comments of them saying, Joe, you've never won a playoff game. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts there, Brew? You're a, you're a former Steeler. You're a Pittsburgh guy. Just give me general sense 
oh. after you see something like that. I, I died when I saw that, man. I was laughing <laughs> so hard. You know, that, that that's a great one, uh, Joe, throwing out there. I mean, you know, it's just tough. I Look, I give the Steelers credit because they finished strong. I mean, you, there's a reason the Browns didn't make the playoffs. The Ravens didn't mm. because you have to finish that month of December strong to get in the playoffs. And I feel like Mike Tomlin, Ben, they're a group, you know, Mike Tomlin's groups, you know, I played there and I just love Tomlin's approach to the game and how he leads. And he always has his guys ready to play. So look, they snuck in there, but Hawk, honestly, I'm going to be honest. My favorite part though, leading up to the playoffs was you remember my cousin, Ralph. I mean, so my family back home, huge Steeler fans, like annoying, big, huge Steeler big fans. Pittsburgh guys. Yeah. <laughs> so the Chargers and Raiders are playing Sunday night. And before the game, I'm talking to him on the phone. He goes, man, I just, I told my wife, if, if this game goes into overtime, that's going to be my worst nightmare. <laughs> and the game goes into overtime. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I kind of hoped that game was going to tie. <laughs> so he would be that much more upset. The Steelers didn't get in, but look, they found a way in. Thankful the Raiders kicked that field goal and won. But, um, you know, I, I just, I think it's the, you know, we all know it's the end of the road for big Ben over there. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go, Hawk, because you look around a division, Lamar Jackson, what Joe Burrow's doing. I mean, Joe Burrow, those dudes are the face of the face of this uh, AFC North now. So we'll see where the Steelers end up going. The Chiefs, they kicked the Steelers ass. That was one of the, the couple of blowouts from Super Wildcard Weekend. Yeah, I was going to that game. I think everybody in sports media didn't give the Steelers a chance just because we knew how limited they were offensively and that they weren't going to be able, even if the defense played lights out to keep up with the track meet that was Patrick Mahomes. So now that you see like how the chiefs responded in that game, they did what they were supposed to do. How do you feel their prospects are of making it back to the Super Bowl again? Well, you know, I always have faith because of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I even feel like early in the season when they, when he went through that law a little bit, mm-hmm. I never panicked. I mean, Hawk, you know how it is. Like, if you have a studded quarterback, you're, you're going to find a way to win games. And it wasn't pretty, but Mahomes and the Chiefs, they found ways to win games. They won a lot of games this year, and now they're kind of picking up speed. They're kind of, you know, getting things together. Of course, I have some confidence, but not facing Josh Allen. I mean, mm. this weekend and what Josh Allen did in the first weekend of the playoffs, I don't know if I have confidence the Chiefs beating the Bills, even though it is in Kansas City. Um, so that's going to be a tough one. But I always it, – it's hard for me to bet against Mahomes. But, man, you talk about Allen and the Buffalo Bills, the perfect game they played offensively. It's hard for me to, to think – they're not going to go back into Kansas City and do what they did early in the season. Okay, so I don't know what kind of sports media you've been doing uh, since the last time we talked, Bruce. But you just said a whole bunch of nothing, and we don't do that on this show. <laughs> you said, I don't, I'm not going to bet against the Chiefs, man, but I can't bet against the Bills. So who the hell are you picking? Who's going to who's going to win the game? Well, I, I'm, I'm picking the Bills in this one. And I was trying, okay. to, put, I was trying to put it lightly because I do like Mahomes. He's a beast. And... You know, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to be on both sides of the fence, but I, I appreciate you calling me out there, Hawk. We're not doing that here, buddy. You give us your take, and then we're going to hold it against you when cool. it goes the opposite way. Well, good. Then I'm I'm all in on the Bills. You know, Josh Allen had the best passing grade for us at PFF ever in a, in a playoff game, and he just really? balled out. Yeah, he was, he was balling out, man, because you think, and you watch him play, man, the athleticism, the arm. I mean, you're, I'm watching Mac Jones barely make 
an out route throw. The ball could barely get there be- just because of the weather and all that. I'm not, hey, yeah. I, I was Mac Jones, man. I couldn't sling that rock like <laughs> Josh Allen. So, you know, and then you just see Josh Allen just ripping it through the wind and that cold. And so to think that going to Kansas say I am. I'm, I'm on the Josh Allen bandwagon right now. So I do think I like Sean McDermott as well. I think they go into Kansas City and win that one. Well, I'll say this: I don't think I don't think I would qualify you as on the Josh Allen bandwagon because if my memory serves me correctly, when Josh Allen was coming into the league, you were really really high on him. You were texting me about how you thought he had what it took, and I feel like am I wrong in that? Well, I went to his pro day. I remember it, that was the year I was like, man, I I want to. That's the year I really started. I got to figure quarterbacks out. If I'm ever in a position where I got to choose someone, because you know, you're either going to win a lot of games if you find the right guy or your ass is going to get fired. Mm-hmm. So you got to get that quarterback position right. Yep. So I flew out to Sam Darnold's pro day, Josh Allen. I mean, yeah, I was, I knew Josh Allen had the physical abilities, the size, the arm strength. And it was just always a question of, you know, look, coming out of Wyoming. You know, he's never a big high completion guy. Um, you know, would he be able to get used to the to the rhythm and timing of the NFL? Mm-hmm. But with the big arm he has, you could kind of be late on some throws. You could kind of get away with being a 50 some percent passer because when you do make plays, man, you make some phenomenal plays. Yeah. And Josh Allen has the upside of a guy that can win Super Bowls. I mean, so that's where we're at. So I like Josh Allen coming out. I probably wasn't like like, I'd love to say I was like, yeah, I was high on him. He'd be, you know, doing what he's doing now. Because mm-hmm. even coming into this season, Hawk, I was kind of like, I want to see him do what he did last year. I, I yeah. need to see it again. I see. I want to see the consistency. So it, it's cool to see what he's doing, especially what he did last weekend. He he is super talented, man. I do feel like that big win for the Bills is a little bit of, like, pent-up energy. And I said this yesterday. I feel like that was, like, 20 years in the making. That was the first game that they played. It was Sean McDermott. It was Micah Hyde. It was... Jordan Poyer, they they looked at that as an opportunity, and they are a more talented football team. So I think they just piled on. So I, I would be, I don't want to say shocked, but I would be surprised to see Allen continue to play at that level throughout the playoffs. Not like in a bad way. It's just that, to your point, that was, he played out of his mind last yeah. week. And going against Mahomes, Mahomes has been here plenty of times. To be honest, Mahomes should have had three straight Super Bowl appearances if it wasn't for an offsides penalty, I think, in his second year in the league. And this is a team that's defense is coming along. They've been playing really well. And I don't know how they match up against that, you know, down the field throwing of the Bills. But they have played serviceable that if the Kansas City Chiefs can put together one of their days, I'm not sure where I'm going to pick. And I know I just said you got to make a decision. I honestly, (laughs) if I was going to pick right now, which I'm going to because it's my show and that's what I have to do. um, I'm going to go with the the Kansas City Chiefs because it's the old saying, Bruce, it's, it's it's not the size of the boat. It's the motion in the ocean. And um, <laughs> yes, yeah, they, you know, Josh, know Allen, said Josh Allen has a big arm. Um, <laughs> but my husband's been there before. I'll tell you what, like, and I want to say I'm picking the Bills because of Josh Allen. And that's, you know, probably more than half the, the reason. But the Bills secondary in that defense, mm. I do feel like they could give Mahomes some problems. You know, early in that Pittsburgh game, it was kind of like, oh, man, TJ Watts getting off like. This dude could give them some trouble. And then, I mean, that ended quick, <laughs> you know? Right, right, uh, right. Then the Chiefs actually were like, oh, he's the only guy we have to, like, worry about? All right, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just block him and we should be okay. Everybody good with that? The Rams, 
this week. They beat down the Arizona Cardinals on the Monday night game of Super Wild Card Weekend. Stafford, I mean, he at least changed the narrative, right? Now, he didn't go out there and throw it all over the yard, but he did what he needed to to win. His first playoff game after, you know, a ton of yards, a storied career. What is your general feel for the Rams? Because it did feel a little bit like they put it all together. Some of those late season additions started to really pay off in that game. Well, and it's nice, too, when you don't have to have Stafford do it all. Mm. I mean, this was a total team game, and I I don't even know. Was that really the Arizona Cardinals that showed up? Was it? That was ugly, bro. Was it a peewee football team, like, dressed up as the (laughs) Cardinals in their unis? I mean, you know, so it it just wasn't – it wasn't a game at all, in a sense. So you never got the pressure of a playoff game. Uh, but on the same side, I mean, this is a good Rams football team. And Stafford doesn't have to do it all. Even through the stretch of the season, last few weeks of the season, Stafford had like mm. nine turnover-worthy plays for us at PFF where the Rams are still winning football games. So it was almost like, dude, just just don't lose the game because yeah. his big plays will come. I mean, he threw some phenomenal passes the other night. And, you know, so if he could play consistent football, if they don't have to throw it a ton, it, you know, I have trust the Rams can really – run through these playoffs because that defense, if Aaron Donald continues to do what he's doing, uh, this is a dangerous football team. And and I, I think Stafford after that, win, he's got to have some confidence now going in the second round of the playoffs. And that's why I would, I'd put my money on the Rams of continuing this, this winning streak, man. You know what? I I think that's like, and I think you're spot on there, but I do think that's a problem, right? Cause we just got done talking about the bills, the chiefs. Even we talked about the Cardinals, and like Kyler Murray, you got to ball out in those situations. They need you. This yeah. You are the reason why they win or if they lose, if you don't play it to that level. So for Matt Stafford, that was kind of always my thing with him, right? And I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I think Matt Stafford is great. I say it every time we talk about him. But at the same time, I do think he's closer to the game manager than he is, is to the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady's, Josh Allen's of the world. Like everything around him has to be right. All the the pieces need to make the plays. For that, I'm like, was all the things that you put together worth it? Because if you lose, as much as they mortgage their future and their draft picks, I don't know if it's going to be worth it. Not for someone, to your point, that the D-line has to play lights out. OBJ has to look like his old self. Cam Akers has to come back from a Achilles tear in less than six months. Like All these pieces, at some point, it's going to take Matt Stafford being the guy, making the plays, And I don't know if I trust him to do that. Do you trust him to do that, Bruce? Mm. You're the quarterback expert. Well, you know, at the end of the year, even when he wasn't playing the greatest, he he did have a few come-from-behind wins, final drive to get them in position. So he has that ability. Um, And and I have more trust probably in Sean McVay that when things Mm. aren't going the greatest, he he could kind of like rein that in. Okay, I I see Stafford's kind of off today. Let me go more bootlegs. Let me go play action. Let me go screens. Let me help him get back in a rhythm. You know, he he's smart in that sense where he helps his quarterbacks. But you're right, man. If they if they don't get to the Super Bowl this year, this year's a failure. I mean, last year they won a playoff game with a backup, and then Goff comes in with a broken thumb, whatever he had. You know, so yeah. they're they're in the same position they were last year. And you're right, they mortgaged the house to bring Stafford over. And so McVay and the Rams, they're all in right now. So it's it's big weight. I, I felt like coming into the playoffs, I think Stafford has the most pressure. The Rams and McVay have the most pressure on them than mm-hmm. anyone because this is why they brought Matthew Stafford in. You know, if it comes down to him having to get his team there, 
I, I don't think I have the confidence. I, I don't. I mean, I think he, he is what he is. I, he's a really good quarterback. He's had phenomenal years and plays and times. But I think if it comes down to it, I don't know if he if he could get them to the Super Bowl if if you know the game's going back and forth and it's all on this quarterback. You know, you talking mm-hmm. about um, you know him and Aaron Rodgers dueling it out. How's that going to end up? But I mean, that's that's why our game and I'm going to go on both sides of the fence here is that's why it's an ultimate team sport, man. Because if the Rams though are they're a good football team, yeah. So with McVay with the defense. I do think they could get back to the Super Bowl if things are going right and they're clicking. If everything clicks. But that's every team at this point. So who right. do you have winning? Do the Rams beat the Buccaneers? I think they do. I do. Okay. So right now we got Rams and we got Bills. Yeah. Because I think, you know, I think the Rams can get after Brady a little bit. Mm-hmm. And if if Brady senses pressure around him, there's times where he, he can be a little jittery and shaky in the pocket. And I think that's what the Rams got to hang their hat on. Then on the other side, I'm hoping I I do I'm I'm gonna I'm cheering for the Rams because I do want to see this work out mm-hmm. for Stafford and those guys and what they've done. Well, you talked about Aaron Donald, and we won't go into how good he is. I think he's the best football player ever. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna retire as the best football player ever because he's had such a dominant career. But his brother played at Toledo with me. I think you graduated before Archie, like the year before Archie yeah. came. But his brother played at Toledo with me. And I remember him being 14, 15. No one would have thought that he was going to grow up to be who he is today. Jeez. Here's a crazy story. Do you know the Jalen Parmalee story yet? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Go ahead. So Jalen Parmalee, for people at home, so Jalen Parmalee is a running back that played with us at Toledo, came in the same year as me. Beast. He's a beast. He was like physical beast. physical specimen, like from day one, not an ounce of yeah. He's 37 now. Doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. Like six foot one, 225 pounds. Ran a 4-3-40, vertical leap to 43. Like, and he was just born that way. He worked out, but it wasn't like, yeah. it, it doesn't matter how much training anybody does, they couldn't be that guy. <laughs> if you put all the NFL players on a field and you say, hey, I'm going to draft just based off of looks, Jalen would be a first-round draft pick. That's, that's how incredible of a specimen he was. So he ended up going to the NFL. I think he played five or six years. We actually played together again in Cleveland for a little bit. Um but Jalen hits me up this year and says, hey, he's been adopted. He has tattoos on his arms. Born, Florida-born, Michigan-raised, never knew his birth family, um, was raised by a family in Michigan. He was adopted after like one day of being born in Florida to Michigan. So he hits me up this year, and he's like, hey, I found my birth family. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Jalen, man, I'm so happy for you. That's really cool. He says, yeah. Turns out my little brother... It's Khalil Mack. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane. Dude, his little brother. His little brother. And playing against Khalil Mack, we would say the same things about him. He's a specimen. So I just think it's crazy that at Toledo, we play with both Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack's brothers. Is that insane, <laughs> though, to think? Like, it makes sense, though. Like, when I found that out, I was kind of like, oh, it makes sense. <laughs> We're all like, yes, that makes absolute that be- sense. <laughs> of course your little oh. brother would be Khalil Mack. So that that was cool because Jalen Parmalee, man, he was a physical freak. And we see what Khalil Mack does. So mm-hmm. I thought that was so cool. I forget who told me this story. And I was like, get the heck. I think Perkins might have told me. Wild. And, uh, you know, because I'm a big high school coach now, Hawks. So, yeah, you know, yeah, all the time. game plan. And this, I know. Yeah, so I, I get it. It's, it. it's, it's kind of like when I find out my brother's like 
Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You know, like we we look a lot a lot alike. We're built the same. You know, I can't wait to get that text, man. All right, so let's let's finish off some playoff talk here. Cowboys, mm. they pissed down their leg. Moment was too big for them against the 49ers. A lot of debate about whose fault it was, but the reality is they didn't deliver. So there's Dak and there's McCarthy. Who are you putting more of this blame on? Oh, dude, Dak played bad. Mm. I mean, I went through his game and he and he he hasn't been on since the beginning of the year. Mm. Like even when they're blowing out Washington and I'm I'm like Dak is not playing good though. Like he's not playing good football. He's missing throws. He's inaccurate. And you know, we could talk about accuracy in different ways. I mean, you could be a 60%, 65%, but you could still be throwing the ball back hip and hawk. You know how it is as a receiver. If you're running a shallow yep. cross to to the other side of the field and it's thrown to your back hip, that's a hard catch yep. to twist your body around. And you limit yards. I'm not going to be able to get as many yards if I have to stop and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You, you were used to calling, catching all my back hip throws at Toledo. So, yeah, I trust me. I, I, it, it stopped me from getting to the NFL out of college. I had to do to go to Canada for three years. I'm like, no, it wasn't me. It was my quarterback. Yeah, that's why I was, uh, you know, the Comac MVP with Greg Jennings. But anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but it, but that's what I've seen from Dak though. He what he's not playing how he's he's capable of, and I you know that's probably a mix of a lot of different things. But he had open throws. He had opportunities. He did not look confident. Mm. And so I put it, I put it on him to be honest. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, yeah, Mike McCarthy can be better, but I just thought there was too much glaring things out there watching Dak that I just, I, I felt like I, I personally put it more on him than McCarthy. I don't mind that because Dak needs to play better for, for, I think where we regard him as a quarterback. Right. And, Ties to our earlier conversation. And his bank account. You, Yeah, you're getting paid to make <laughs> these plays, right? But I feel like McCarthy absolutely got out coached. And I, maybe that's McCarthy's style. Maybe he's used to having an Aaron Rodgers or a quarterback just go out there and do these things so I can focus elsewhere. But when you look at the way he coached against Shanahan, he was out game planned. He was out coached. Mm. And Shanahan even made some mistakes down the stretch, I would say. But even still, like early on, you could just see from, from the very first drive, the 49ers' plan was way better than Dallas's plan. And I think that goes on coaching. You talk about penalties. And always look at it like when I look at your team, the expectation that we have for the roster that you have and the situation you're in, it's a home playoff game. You have a way more talented roster. Right. You have the better quarterback. I expect you to be able to deliver a game plan that is more bulletproof than that and also yeah. for your team to be disciplined. And they didn't do that. The 49ers – I mean, they they beat him down. Yeah, and, and that's why going into this game, Hawk, that's the reason I picked the Niners. Kyle Shanahan's such a beast mm. game planning-wise. And I, I've seen all the Mike McDaniel stuff you're tweeting out. And, you know, so you just talk about their fo football acumen over there. Mm -hmm. And so that's where my confidence lies. And, and I, I go back to when we were in Cincinnati together. And, and I remember I think Andy Dalton was either a rookie or a second year. And we just got beat by the Green Bay Packers and Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. And the next day, instead of watching our film and getting mm -hmm. improving and seeing what we could do better, Jay Gruden put on Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay's offense. He's like, okay, let's go through this. Let's see all these unbelievable plays or concepts they're running. And he puts it on. It was like, all go special. Everyone's covered. Aaron Rodgers zips a back shoulder pass. Boom. Just glues to the wide receiver. First down. Next time, another, oh, what do they call again? Oh, all go special mm. again. It's cover two man. Third and five. Oh, Aaron Rodgers 
he runs for it, gets the first down. Like, so Jay's point though, in those meetings was it's not always going to be perfect. You got it. You have to make a play. And so you had, you have a great point there. Like Mike McCarthy, right. even his time in green Bay, he's used to that quarterback, just being a beast. Like I'm going to call my mm-hmm. old West coast stuff. And you know, if it's there, cool. If not though, Hey, you got to make a play. Yeah. And so, and Dak wasn't able to do that. So I think it's a mix. And the Jay Gruden example was great because I love Jay. Jay was a, a, a good coach, but I do think Mike McCarthy and Jay are in that same family of coach. To your point, the West Coast offense, it was always like, and I played in the West Coast with Jay, and I played in the West Coast with Shanahan. Yeah. And in that McCarthy play calling style, it's, hey, here's the play. If you make the play, great play call. If you don't, it's your fault, right? And it's like, <laughs> there's never a chance for you to be right. It's either it was a great play call or I messed the play up. With Shanahan, it was the complete opposite. He would take all the thinking out of it. I don't want you reading the coverage. Yeah. I don't want you trying to figure out if you want to run full speed or sit it down in zone. We're going to call the play. We're going to tell you exactly based on the rules where the quarterback goes with the football. No thinking. Play fast. Let us take all the, the, the pressure of getting the right plays in. And that's what they do. So when you see those 49ers run game and pass game click the way that it is with Jimmy Garoppolo it's because they are maximizing their roster which they always do and if it, the play doesn't work they take it on the shoulders and but the players know like I'm not I don't there's no thinking Bruce I can't yeah. even reiterate how like you just literally play fast it's like you're running routes versus air if the ball comes to you it was supposed to and that's unbelievable as a player where you're yeah. just you just do what you're coached to do. It's like honestly in Toledo, like Rob Spence. I mean, if I just executed and did what I was coached to do, I came away from that season seventy percent passer, three thousand some yards, yep. twenty eight mm-hmm. touchdowns. You know, in in and so, a monkey could have did that exactly. And I got dra- I mean, I got dra- <laughs> it's crazy that I fooled him for eleven years. I mean, you got an eleven year career out of that. That's nuts. Talk about robbing the bank. Todd Haley still tells me to this day, Hawk, that you know, Bruce. Well, you weren't cu- kept around for talent, man. I mean, you brought good energy to the locker room. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> I at least like I could execute out there. I was athletic. Now, you know, later in my career, Hawk, when that shoulder was shot, I probably looked awful but you know what i was thinking about when we we're talking about offenses do you remember the one game i forget who we were playing but we're on the sideline in a timeout and jay gruden's calling a play to andy and andy and aj green are, are rookies and we're like backed up we need a big play it's a third down and long he's like hey hey guys guys here let's call it. we're gonna go all go special all go special um I'll go special Z dagger. So AJ, just run a deep dagger, a big 18 to 20 yard in route. Andy, just throw it to him. <laughs> and we break in. We're like, cool. And like, we go to the sideline. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's see. Andy hits AJ green. AJ green gets it down to the two yard line. We kick a field goal to win. And after I'm thinking, cause I come from like John Gruden coach me where, you know, everything you practice, you run, like you're not going to implement during the game. Like you just, and I love the fact Jay was like, because that's how I feel in high school, man. I, I'll see stuff. I'm like, no, hey, let's do this. I know we practice this, but just drawing plays in the dirt, just drawing <laughs> them up in the dirt. And I just, I don't know if you remember that, but I remember AJ catching it and me thinking like, man, I worry so much about being perfect. And we just drew a play up in the dirt, won the game because AJ Green made a phenomenal catch and run after the catch. It ain't the X's and the O's, Bruce. It's the Jimmy's and the Joe's. All right. So now the 49ers go play the Packers away in Green Bay. Um, I think another big part of the 49ers' success against the Cowboys is that Shanahan's so familiar with Dan Quinn. 
Shanahan naturally looks at people and what's missing. So we would have plays that we had, you know, let's say I had a 40-yard catch in a game. He wouldn't come in and look at yeah. film and say, man, great 40-yard catch. He would break down why that 40-yard catch wasn't a touchdown based on the position of the D end or the way I ran a route or my alignment or what yard I broke at or like what. So he looks Jeez. at everything that's like it should be a touchdown. And no matter how good it is, he finds the thing that's wrong with it. He finds the white space. And wow. that's what he does with coaches. So he coaches with guys that he learns, he knows, and it's just natural for him to know what to exploit, what are the things that they're not great at, where are their blind spots. So when he play, he coaches against the LaFleurs, the, the Dan Quinns, the McVeighs, the Mike Pettins, it's really hard for them to best him because from a coaching standpoint, he's just positioned that way. So he's basically their daddy. I mean, Kyle Shanahan. That's a, that was a very analytical way of saying he's their daddy. I mean, honestly, like you think about it, like that's when I see the Niners go against the Rams. Sometimes I'm like, you know, Kyle Shanahan was that guy, and and Sean McVay was under him. Kyle Shanahan was that guy, and Matt Lafleur was under him. Mm -hmm. Like they all learn from Kyle Shanahan, and look, they're all phenomenal coaches, Hawk. We know it. Like if you're hiring right now, you should be hiring Nathaniel Hackett. You should be hiring. Guys from Kyle Shanahan's tree, yep. Sean McVay's tree, because these dudes, the Mike McDaniels you mm -hmm. talked about, you showed the – I mean, these guys are just different level football, right? Mm -hmm. And um, But going into this game, man, I, I'm like, dude, Kyle Shanahan's a beast, okay? He, you know, Matt LaFleur and those guys. Now, I know Matt LaFleur's anally detailed, yep. you know, as well. So, like, almost – too much. You and I have been around coaches. John Gruden was, you feel like playing on eggshells. Study long, study wrong. Yeah. Jay Gruden, you're like, cool, man. Hey, you know, you're shooting the stuff and Jay doesn't even care yeah. about, he's got one <laughs> shoe off, one shoe on during <laughs> seven on seven. Like, Sweatpants. He yeah. had his hands down his pants. <laughs> Sending text messages during seven on seven. <laughs> um, so, th but this game, man, it comes down to the quarterbacks. Jimmy G basically almost gave that game away. It was like he tried. Who could, yeah, who could play worse, Dak or Jimmy G? Well, Dak just played that much worse than Jimmy G, and Jimmy G still, man, at the end of the game, tried giving it away. So that's where I kind of just have more confidence in Aaron Rodgers, and, and I'm just a fan of this game because I like both teams, love both coaches. Um, but I do kind of think at the end of the day, it's going to be Rodgers playing better than Jimmy G. All right, so you got Green Bay, you got Rams, and you have the Bills. The last one, the Cincinnati Bengals, our Cincinnati Bengals, Bruce. I mean, I, listen, I grew up a Bengals fan, man. That was really cool. After 31 years, they get a playoff win. That's a really, really big deal. And, and, and a big part of that is because of Joe Burrow. I mean, this dude from day one has what it takes. If, if you're around him, if you've ever talked to him, if you've ever seen him play, if you know anything about football, I feel like you all know, like, okay, it's only a matter of time before this league is Joe Burrows. And yep. this year, it it, it really kind of drove home that I feel like, hey, he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. I don't know who is bumped out, but I'm just telling you, Joe Burrow, he's in that, in that group. What are your thoughts about the Bengals and what they've done this season? Burrow has the number one passing grade for us at PFF all season. So at the end of the season, not counting playoffs, He's the number one passer wow. for us at PFF over top of Tom Brady. Tom Brady's second. Mm. He's, he's you know, you talk about our stable metrics, first and second down passing, clean pocket passing, standard dropbacks. Mm. He's number one. And when we say stable metrics, these are things that's going to carry on in the future. You know, the unstable metrics are how do guys play under pressure, 
third and fourth down passing. Like those things will fluctuate from year to year. Mm -hmm. And Burrow, though, you talk about the stable metrics, the dude's number one across the board. And I bring it back to training camp, Hawk. I, I was doing a show with NFL Radio with Solomon Wilcox, and which Solomon's awesome. I know you think highly of him. That's my guy. And so we're in Cincinnati, and we're interviewing Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, Duke Tobin. And I come aw away from that day, and I'm like, man, like I didn't think the Bengals were, were, were ready now. I didn't think they were that close. But, man, Burrow's got me believing. Mm. And that's what he does in that locker room. He's the type of guy, and it sounds cliche, but he is Tom Brady-esque. Like, he elevates the players around him. He has guys in that locker room believe. He's he's the difference maker. We talk about it all the time. Like, that quarterback, of course, you want the ability, the arm strength, all that, making plays, you know, throwing off platform, all the BS. But, dude, at the end of the day, you want a guy with the it factor, and mm -hmm. Burrow has it. So when you put a guy like that in the playoffs, and I said it a few weeks ago, I'm so excited to watch this because he is different yep. in that sense. And we saw it last weekend. So I'm just, I, I'm, I'm excited that they won. Um, of course I was out in, in Las Vegas doing a show for the Raiders. So, you know, it's kind of <laughs> both sides of the yeah, fence. You got to play both sides, man. That's the name of the game, but you can't hide what Burrow has done. And I mean, and his weapons outside. So it's not all Burrow and just his ability, but it's the confidence he has the poise and then Jamar chase and, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. I mean, those weapons he has. So it was cool, man. It was a good win for Cincinnati. And I don't want to see it stop, though, uh, and just celebrate one win. Because you and I were there through the playoff run with Andy Dolan a few times. Mm -hmm. And we just couldn't get over that hump through the first round. And I just kind of knew this was – I'm like, no, nah, they'll, they'll probably do it now because do Burrow's it. that guy. Looking ahead, they play the Titans, the number one seed in the AFC. Who do you have winning? Do you have the Tennessee Titans pulling it out with Derrick Henry coming back or – do you think the Bengals get a W? I'm going all in on the Bengals on this one. I, I think let's go. My my trust is more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, come on, Joe Burrow. My I have more trust in, in Burrow than Tannehill. But you know, Derrick Henry's that X factor because if he gets going a little bit, Tannehill plays better. Those play action passes that Tennessee loves to run opens up. Mm. But there's the Burrow factor, man. I and love I'm taking it, man. this. He's a stud. I'm taking him. I'm, I'm going to buy a Burrow jersey this week. You should. He's the coolest player in the league. <laughs> um, yeah, I got the Bengals winning, too. I think their receivers match up really good against Tennessee's secondary, who has been very generous to receivers all, all year. And when we played, and I don't know if you feel this way, but I've been saying it all week, Cincinnati fans, right? Like, it's not a big market of fan, right? Like, when I was a Bengals fan growing right. up, I didn't run into a bunch of Bengals fans everywhere, like, like Pittsburgh Steelers fans do, or 49ers yeah. fans, or Cowboys fans. So when we would travel, I mean, we had trouble selling out our own stadium at times. So when we would travel, it's not like we had a big following on the road. There was one stadium that was always a bigger following than I expected, and that was Tennessee. Mm. It's only three and a half hours from Cincinnati. And I remember when we would play in Tennessee, we would play well, because, yeah, it was an away game, but it didn't feel like the other away games. So I feel like the Bengals travel well there. Now, I don't know if that will be the case in the playoffs. But it's a place that the Cincinnati organization has played well in, on top of the fact that you have the players and you have Joe Burrow, quarterback for quarterback, you have the yeah. edge there. Um, of why I think the Bengals pull it out and, yeah, they get to the, the AFC championship, which is wild to think about. Dude, that'd be insane. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be right there. I, I'm going to turn on the game and probably see you on the sideline. I might show up. Burrow like a pep talk, <laughs> coaching up the receivers. <laughs> yep.
Yep. All right. So you got the Bengals, you got the Bills in the AFC Championship, and you got the Rams versus the Packers in the NFC Championship, correct? I think so, my man. All right. We're going to hold you to that. All right, Bruce, let's punch this up a bit with our take on an F. Mary Kill game called Sign, Trade, or Release Playoff Edition. Have you ever played mm. F. Mary Kill, Bruce? Um, no. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to get you in trouble here. All right, so I don't want any stories from you. It's okay. If anyone's listening, you know, of course he didn't. Don't worry about the apprehension in his voice. Miranda definitely won't be listening to this, so we're safe. <laughs> yeah, so we're good. All right, I'll, I'll give you three NFL players and or coaches that are still in the playoffs, and you have to choose which player or coach you want to sign, which one you want to trade, and which one you're going to release. All right, you ready? Yes, sir. First up, we got upset alert quarterbacks. Mm. Which ones do you sign, trade, or release? Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Matt Stafford. Oh, man. Well, I'm going easy decision first. The first one I'm cutting is Stafford. He's out. All right, Stafford's getting released. Now I got to decide Burrow or Allen. Now, I mean, Allen, you know, the sex appeal from last week, how he played, man, I'm I'm on that Allen bandwagon right now. So Big arm energy. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, but then Burrow, man, you think about the future. Of Burrow. So I, I'm going to. I'm going to sign Allen because I'm thinking playoffs and I'm going to trade Burrow. Um, and that's a tough one, man, but I'm, it's, I'm sorry, but I, I think right now through the playoffs, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm glad you traded Burrow because I'm going to sign Burrow, trade Allen, and then obviously we're going to release Matt Stafford. No offense, <laughs> Matt Stafford. It's, it's for the game. It's a All game. right, so number two, we're going wide receivers, Bruce. All right. Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams. Who are you signing? Who are you trading? Who are you releasing in these playoffs? Oh, I'm releasing Jamar Chase. I'm I'm sorry. I mean, he had a phenomenal year, mm. but I'm signing Devontae Adams, and I'm going to trade away Tyreek Hill. I mean, him and him and Mahomes are special, but uh, I think Devontae Adams, what he does, that dude's a stud. I want him. Well, I'm going to go off script here and make you do that over again. I'm going to give you Debo Samuel, Ooh. Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup. Oh. Sign, trade, release. I'm cutting Cup. I'm sorry. I'm trading Devontae Adams, and I'm keeping Debo. Debo's my favorite player. You're keeping Debo. Dude, he's my favorite player in the NFL, Hawk. That's the jersey I'm getting this week. That's the jersey? He's playing running back. <laughs> he's playing receiver. He is tough. Man, I love the way that dude plays. I'm, I'm for sure signing Debo. That's a good one. I I love Debo too, man, but I can't go against uh Devontae. So I'm going, I'm gonna sign Devontae, trade Debo, and release Cooper, which is oh, that's sorry, tough. It's a tough game. It's a tough <laughs> game. Rams fans just turned the, the, the whole podcast up. <laughs> Goats. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. Who are you signing? Who are you trading? Who are you releasing? Bro, this one's so hard. Uh I'm releasing Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry. That's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> but the, con <laughs> the consistency this year, Mahomes, I'm sorry, bud. Aaron Rodgers, I'm trading. He wanted out. He wants out. I can't. I don't know if he's going to be all in with me. So I'm trading Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Brady's the GOAT, man. Brady, it's just, it's hard for me not to 
just really appreciate what he's done. So I'm going Brady, signing him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign Brady too. I'm gonna trade. It's hard. <laughs> I'm gonna trade Mahomes. I'm gonna trade Mahomes, and I'm gonna release Aaron Rodgers, which is crazy. Wow. Two time MVP likely, but that that's where I'm at with it. All right, so now you got to pick from the three that you signed for these playoffs. You got Ooh. Tom Brady. You signed Debo Samuel, and you signed Josh Allen. Which one are you signing, trading, and releasing? I'm I'm releasing Debo. Sorry, Debo. I, I got to let you go. Okay, Debo gets released. I'm going to trade Josh Allen away. I have to. Sorry. I, mm. And I'm going with the GOAT. I'm sticking with the GOAT. I I have to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't, I'm trying to mix it up for, for entertainment, but... For mine, I, I I signed Brady, I signed Devontae, and I signed Burrow. I got to release Devontae because I think it's more positional, right? Like you're going to – Yeah, yeah. It's a receiver. Like you're going to get released based on this. All right, right. So now we got Burrow and Brady. Who? The young gun or the old stud? I feel like Joe Burrow is the next one, but it's is his time now. That's the question. I know. And, and then he's going to be mad at you for the future, and I don't know. I know. And Tom Brady, he already doesn't care about me. So, I, okay, you're right. I'm going to go with – I'm going to sign Burrow, trade Tom Brady, wow. and release Devontae Adams. Wow. This- because you're right. I need Joe Burrow to be my friend, and this is a very – he's the future. I can't have Tom Brady loving me for, what, another year? That's not going to help me in career. The hardest game I've ever played. This is way harder than when we used to play at Toledo. <laughs> yeah, it's way, way harder. <laughs> a lot easier than All right, let's do a little coaches, man. All right, we got sign, trade, release, Bruce Arians, Andy Reid, or Matt LaFleur? I'm releasing Bruce Arians. Too much physicality going on over okay. there, Bruce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep your hands to your damn self, Bruce. <laughs> the A-B stuff and then this. Uh... Yeah, we, yeah, we can't, can't do that. Go ahead. Sorry, Bruce. And then, ah, oh, man, Matt LaFleur, he, he's he's a stud. He's a young stud. I, I heard Aaron Rodgers talk about how much he cares about his eyebrows. I, I might need a few <laughs> tips on mine. Um, but I'm going to have to trade away LaFleur. Andy Reid's been doing it for way too long. He's just... He's a stud, man. Andy Reid. I remember at the combine real quick. He's the only interview I had with the Eagles. I'm sitting there. He's crushing a bag of potato chips, Hawk. <laughs> and he's like, he, he'll take a few, eat them, and then like, you know, rub the crumbs on his stomach. Like, and, and, and he'd be like, wait, what's your coach's name again? The head coach? Uh, and I'd be like, Amstutz. Oh, I like that guy. I like that guy. Yeah, and, uh, they're very much the same kind of guy. Andy Reid was cool. I always wanted to play for Andy Reid, so I'm I'm keeping Andy Reid. I like that. All right, so I'm going to sign Andy Reid as well. I am going to release Bruce Arians. It's too much. I don't I don't like where it's going, BA. And I'm going to trade Matt LaFleur. So we're aligned there. All right, last one. These Super Bowl winning coaches were knocked out, but which one are you signing? Which one are you trading? And which one are you releasing? Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, Mike McCarthy. I think we know who the release is. Well, I think the release is pretty easy. Mike McCarthy? Yep. McCarthy, Sorry. get your shit and get out. <laughs> this is for the game. I don't mean that literally, McCarthy, if you're listening. Even though Bill Belichick's meetings would be so strenuous, and, and you would know. Yeah, I was there for six six days. And Tomlin has an unbelievable culture. <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign Bill Belichick because I'm a GM. I'm an I'm a owner right mm-hmm. now. And, yes, I, I love your ways, Bill Belichick. Build me a winning franchise 
Mike Tomlin, I'm trading you to the Raiders right now. And I'm being specific with it. So <laughs> sorry, I had, to, I had to trade Tomlin away. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to sign Mike Tomlin because zero losing seasons. Jeez, I know. For as long as he's been there. I mean, we could talk about it, and everyone knows it's a big deal, but it's it's wild, bro. We've been in these situations. And looking at the team he's done it with, like, I mean, Big Ben, he looked like a tree stump out there this year. <laughs> so the, the ability to turn that into a winning season with what Big Ben was doing is crazy. Insane. Um, Mason Rudolph, when he was at the helm, I don't think Mason Rudolph is good. So I'm I'm gonna I could say that pretty uh clear conscious. Yeah. <laughs> and they turned that not into a losing season. So I like Mike Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick trade, and obviously McCarthy. You're getting released. Hawk, if if you played for Tomlin, you'd still be playing right now. Like the the atmosphere. I mean, look at Joe Hayden. He's having so much fun. Like, yes, there's just something about it. You and I have been with like the ultra detailed coaches, the like mm-hmm. old school, like toes behind the line, like getting your plays. And you know, and and I'm with Tom, and I'm like, dude. It is unbelievable coming to work every day. And That's it's awesome. a it's a credit to him because you just said it, man. To to not have a losing season, that is unbelievable of a stat. And he I'll tell you one thing, Hawk, because you know how coaches are. You lose a few games, it gets tight in that locker room in the meeting rooms. Everyone's panicking. Mm-hmm. Never. Tomlin never flinches. It always felt the same. And we started 0 and 4 one season. I remember coming into the office like, Wait, wait, or, you know, are we four and zero right now? What? Why does it feel okay? And it's a comp. It's a credit to him and what he does over there. Why is the sky not falling down? Yeah, that's amazing, man. All right, well, that does it for this edition of Sign Trade Release, formerly known as F Mary Kill. All right, I think that does it for today's episode, Bruce. Appreciate you joining in. Everybody, make sure you tune back in next week. And don't forget to add the Tom and Hawk Football Show Flash Briefing in your Alexa app. And then tell Alexa, play my Flash Briefing to hear the Monday minicast through your Echo device. And remember, our Monday minicast is now available everywhere for the rest of the football season. So you can listen to both our Monday and Wednesday shows on Amazon Music or wherever you listen. Bruce, any final thoughts? Well, I just, you know, I appreciate you having me on. And I'm curious if Joe Thomas is going to give me a participation trophy today for participating. (laughs) So I appreciate you guys, my man. You always do a great job. Tell Keisha and the kids hi. Love you, brother. I appreciate you joining us. And when that does it, Brew, take us out, man. Joe Hawk yourself, baby.